Welcome to Young for My Age, a show that explores aging and ageism in a world obsessed with youthfulness. I'm your co-host, Kelly Anderson. And I'm co-host, Andrea Barker. It's time we had a conversation about the fears, joys, and unknowns around aging. So join us as we dismantle the myths and societal norms, and hopefully we have a little fun along the way. Uh, Kelly, what the heck? This is episode one of season two. How exciting. We're back. (laughs) Took a little bit of a break. Uh, How was your break? It was good. I turned another year older in the break. So just entered my last year of my thirties. Wow. Did it, how did it, how did it hit you? Very anticlimactic. I was like in bed and resting for about four days last week. And it wasn't because I went too hard on my birthday. It was because my body needed a reset. So oh, happy birthday. <laughs> hey, so, you know, maybe it was a, uh, yeah, the actual body and mind sort of stressing in some weird way of a new year starting and just like, Hey, let's let you start from scratch. <laughs> it had to have been man. Birthdays are like, so interesting. Some years they feel very light. Some years they feel dense. This was somewhere in between, but yeah. all that said, um, happy to be stepping into another year, uh, happy to be closing out this decade and happy to be back on the podcast for another season. I know I'm stoked. Happy birthday. Thank from you. me and from everyone, hopefully, that's listening. <laughs> so we've got a really fun episode for this first one. Uh, I am joined here by my wine night ladies. Uh, let me give you a little bit of background. We've been meeting for almost 10 years. We are like literally coming up on our decade anniversary, which is wild to me. I've been friends with them for much longer than that. Uh, and so we have, we actually only have a few of the wine night ladies here. It's normally like seven, seven people. Um, I say seven, like, I'm not sure because I feel like we like always gain one, lose one, gain one, lose one, but there's pretty core group of us. So I am joined by, and I'm going to have them say their name and how old you are, if you don't mind. And then once we've done that, we are going to kind of introduce this episode, um, with, kind of giving the audience an idea of how we're going to approach this uh, conversation. So go for it. Hi, I'm Courtney Mitchell and I'm 35 years old. I'm Chantel Shubridge and I am also 35. I'm Lael Ibaraga Rogers and I'm 36. And I'm the old one here. <laughs> Love it. Uh, <laughs> thank you ladies for joining. Uh, we, so yeah, we meet every month, uh, ish. We try to meet every month. We were doing really good for a while. I feel like we're still making up from the pandemic. We got out of the habit and we just kind of jibber jabber, drink wine, pretend we know what we're talking about (laughs) and, and then really just bullshit about life. So that's honestly what we do. It's wild because I've known these ladies since they were like in their teens. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Every one of you. Yeah. Um, you can talk. It's okay. Yeah, we're gonna have a conversation. They're like trying to be so quiet, which is great. But this is a little bit of a different, a different vibe here. Um, but I thought it'd be a really fun episode to chat with these gals and to do it in a kind of a creative way. So I have a bowl here 
I'm just showing you the bowl, Kelly. I mean, no one else they've seen the bowl. And the bowl is full of questions about aging and getting older that I uh, that Kelly and I put together. And I just thought that'd be a fun way to do it. So I'm going to pass the bowl around. The bowl is going to go to Courtney first. She's going to ask the question out loud. And then she's going to take a, take a minute and she's going to answer the question. And if anyone else wants to chime in, go for it. That sound good to you, Kelly? Brad. Okay. And I'm passing the bowl. <laughs> I actually really appreciate that about podcasts because the people that are there can see what's going on. But mm-hmm. obviously as a listener, when people start cracking up, no one knows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's a bowl here. That's why we're all laughing. <laughs> Literally a bowl. Oh, she put so let me just tell you, she took one out, she read it. To herself and then she put it back in the bowl no no put back <laughs> you get one of those and then- <laughs> pass. i picked it up again okay uh movies or books or music that have guided you or made you think deeply about aging that is a very good question <laughs> that i am not having an answer come immediately to my mind However, if anyone else has an answer, you're welcome to hop in. That's kind of how this rolls. Can I look at the question again? Yes. So yeah, Kelly and I talked about this I, in one of our episodes. Um, really like, you know, who kind of yeah, just influenced you, your thoughts about aging, not even as a woman, but just in general. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is Alanis Morissette. Yes. <laughs> Expand. expand. I don't know. Just I was like a little kid, like literally in uh, elementary school, I think, maybe junior high when the first Alanis Morissette CD came out and Jagged Little Pill. Yes. and Or maybe the first one that I listened to. And I just thought she was such a grown up with big grown up problems. <laughs> and <laughs> that's, that's such a good take. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if songs are always real life. Which They're very dramatic. And yeah. The teddy case. bear one. Yeah. Anyone know what I'm talking about? No. What uh, is the teddy bear song? Do you know this? She's Kelly? in the movie theater. Was the, it a video? No, the movie theater one where she's like, does she go down on you in? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Is there a teddy bear involved? I'm yeah. pretty there's sure. There's pretty sure there's a teddy bear also in that I song. remember the song. Uh, but that song was very yeah dramatic as a 12 year old listening to oh, that yeah. song. And I was like, love this. Good <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for. Yeah, I'm not looking for any answer. She oh. really did know how to like allow us angsty teenagers at our middle school dances. Like she spoke right to the soul of like all of the relationship problems we were having at those middle school dances. So I definitely appreciated Alanis back in the day. I love that answer. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think the line's like, cross-eyed bear that you gave to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. If you ought to know. Oh, is it not that? <laughs> she has quoted the lyrics. That's my favorite thing. But what does she actually say? Cross I bear. I bear. Like the cross that I bear. Oh, yeah. Oh, the cross I bear better. <laughs> That's why I'm never going to hear the song. No, the same me, I like yours way better. Kelly, are you dying? 
well, there's where the teddy bear came in. There was no teddy bear. Oh dear God. It's the cross I bear, not the cross. And I'm passing the ball. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that was good. Um, anyone else have a, any thoughts on that question? Or, I mean, I think we've all just uh, changed our views on lyrics. Yeah. It's my favorite. And what you, what you interpret as a 12-year-old, I guess. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think about things that have made me think deeply about aging. I feel like I think more about it now than I did in my youth, but I loved Shania Twain when I was younger. Mm. Um, and she was all girl power and, you know, yeah, she don't need no man. I don't know. I loved her. I wanted to be just like her. It's, I mean, that's what it was when we were kids, right? Just like female figures that were like, oh, we want to be that when we get older. Like, that's cool. I still want to be Shania Twain or Cheryl Crow. I'm like, yes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I still want to be them. (laughs) So cool. All right. And Chantel is now going to, uh, answer a question yes read a question answer. yes uh what's the best part about getting older so far um uh the best part is um caring less about what other people think 100 percent. feeling more comfortable in my own skin yeah why do you think that happens physically mentally emotionally all of it um why does that happen i don't know i mean we're so I just think about like middle school, especially you're so concerned about like being cool or like, do they like me? And don't say the wrong thing. Oh, I'm so dumb. Um, and then it just fades with time. Mm-hmm. I think you, you just try on a bunch of different hats as you're growing up and you're yeah. trying to see which one fits the best or which one you like, or even, you know, like multiple hats, which ones you like. Right. I was talking with some coworkers actually right before this. Um, and we were talking about that exact thing, how, Every little thing that happens, especially as a teen, when you're just being pumped full of hormones, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't just feel like the biggest deal. It is the biggest deal because you're pumped full of hormones. So everything seems like it is. Mm-hmm. And you literally haven't like your sample size of life experiences is so small that this is the worst slash best mm-hmm. slash something superlative thing that's ever happened to you. And then when you're an adult, you're like, oh, I am more even keeled hormonally and I also like lots of so many more things have happened to me that when a cool thing happens or a bad thing happens it's like not as extreme yeah yeah it's more yeah it's a it's less um end of the world yes (laughs) turns out and your brain's fully developed that helps so (laughs) much finally bless our prefrontal cortex (laughs) yeah yeah or to see you that's great this is a good one too. And I like, I want to just expand for a moment on it because no matter the age, there are still people out there struggling with caring what other people think, like to a, such a detrimental degree. And they were like conditioned to think that way. And so I'm curious, like for some of you ladies who, who answered this and maybe Chantel specifically, since you're like, I just don't care anymore. Like what allowed you to shift to that mindset of not really giving a shit anymore. What other people think, like what, what experiences or thought patterns change that allowed you to do that? I think, I think a part of it, my first thought is that I found my tribe. So people that can look at me without, you know, filters or, uh, 
me feeling like I need to speak to them in a certain way. And they just accept me as I am. My husband is a great example of that. I feel like he, especially in the beginning of our relationship was just like, Hey, like it's okay to show that emotion and it's okay to feel these things. Like I'm still here. And I was like, mind explosion. Um, so things like that, I feel like having, just have, being surrounded by people that support you as you are. And also, I mean, my, my experience is I have two kids and there's so many like body changes and emotional changes that I went through with that, that I think I was just like, oh, it, everything was fine. <laughs> yeah. There's like less room to care about some of the stuff. No, I don't have time to care about my hair today or I don't know, things like that. And to be fair, I do still care a little bit about things, but like the degree with which I care has shifted. Absolutely. That's cool. And the realization that other people don't think about you. It's so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're not spending nearly as much energy thinking about you as you think they are. Not even at all, really. They're thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. 100%. Thinking about them. Yeah. 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 The only thing you're thinking about them is that they're thinking about you. <laughs> we are such selfish creatures. That's for sure. So reminding yourself of that is nice. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's awesome. That's a wonderful topic. Mm-hmm. Next question. Who, real life or fictional, modeled what aging means? I don't know why <laughs> the first person I think of is like Meryl Streep. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. She's she awesome. just gets more badder ass the older she gets. And like more commanding, more stylish, mm. more like she's she's like intimidating. And I don't know what that says about what I want to be. I don't seek to be intimidating, but I just feel like like um it's something to behold to see a woman grow more into her power as she ages. And that's just really badass. A great example. Mine would probably be my grandma. And she's just, she was just great. She's just nice and gardened and wonderful. And yeah, I just loved her. And I wanted to be not just like her because there's a lot of qualities I don't have about her, but uh yeah my grandma was just and like your grandma is always like the old I don't know even when you're a kid they're not that old but they're the oldest in your yes. life yeah and then yeah they just obviously keep getting older it's a stupid thing to say but <laughs> no it's not it is interesting like the older you get the people that are older than you don't seem as old totally is that yeah yes. that, at least that happens to me yes Certainly. I'm like, oh, my parents, like they're, they just turned 70. That sounded so old when I was even 20. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, eh, yeah, it's not that bad. I think even Doesn't like seem that old. When I was in high school, hearing that someone was 30, I'd be like, oh, God, <laughs> life is there. <laughs> it's the silliest thing to think about now because I'm just like, no, I still feel like a child. I mean, it's language, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the moment you turn 40, they call you over the hill and it gets a silly silly semantic but it is the ling- the pervasive language it's true um i have a silly one that i thought of uh 
fictional. I'm thinking of like Grandmother Willow from Pocahontas. Oh, goodness. goodness. Like um uh in Moana, the grandmother. Yes. Yes. I think we're because we're talking women and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But the way that they're portrayed, they're like these like silly wise women, but they just do like funny things, Mm -hmm. but still have like advice from experience. Right. Yeah, they I like that so much. I just want to be a wackadoo woman rocking around dancing and saying, like, don't touch fire, it burns. (laughs) You want to be something better than that. You want to be an elder. You don't want to just be an old person. Yeah. Right? Kelly, I certainly think that uh, this group is going to be very much, they'll they'll very much be elders. They won't just be old ladies. I, I get that vibe immediately. I'm like, feeling like such an honorary member of this club right now. Like- Why not, girl? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Courtney, maybe the jury's out. <laughs> Just kidding. It's, like, it's a month by month thing. Yeah, <laughs> month by month. <laughs> All right. Um, I, Andrea, am going to take a chance and, and uh, do one of these questions. So that's an interesting one. Have you ever lied about your age and why? I feel like I have. Um, I feel like when I turned 40, I didn't have a problem turning 40. But there were times, there have been times, I mean, I'm 42 now, where I've just deferred to being like, I'm 40. Mm. Like, not not necessarily because I don't want to say 42. It just, I feel like there's a weird shock factor when mm-hmm. I say I'm 40. That is plenty. Mm-hmm. And it almost is like if I say I'm older than that, it will just be a thing. Mm-hmm. But also maybe it's partly my insecurity of being older yeah. than all my friends. But most of the time I don't think about it. But I definitely have lied and been like that small, like I'm 40. I feel like I'm gonna be 40 till I'm 50. And then I'm just gonna be like, and I'm 50. Yep. Love it. Immediate. Just I just changed my decades. We're rounding. We're using yeah. the rounding system. It's just easier yeah. for our memories. Right. I think I've I've lied unintentionally. Like I thought I was 25, but really I was 26. Or like something yeah. like that, which that's just my dodo brain. Like you just don't think about it. And I also had like the quintessential. I lied about being 21 to get into a box. Me too. Oh, yes. And I had that friend's absolutely. birthday for her 21 run. I was like, I can't miss this. Yeah. So yeah. I did that. Yeah. But nothing, nothing, no fun stories. Yeah. Me neither. I feel like I used to uh, fib a little bit about my age, like in my 20s. And I'm trying to think of what the specific reason was. And all I can really... Um, recall is that my sister who is seven and a half years older than I, we used to go to Vegas probably two or three times a year and like do the 48 hour, like fly in shop, eat club till four in the morning, you know, do it the next day and then fly home. And like, it was just a whirlwind. And for some reason we started doing this when I was about 21 and we would always get the comment or the question if we were twins and like seven and a half is a pretty decent gap. And 
So of course, like I loved it because it made it seem like I was like older and more mature or something. She <laughs> loved it because it meant that she was young in her mind. And so I think we just settled on like a number in between our ages and <laughs> we would go with that for the weekend. So I, I now that I look back, I'm like, I don't know why I would have gone along with that other than I didn't want to come across like the, you know, immature 21 year old who didn't know what to do in the, in the Vegas clubs. But yeah. that's really the only example I can think of. It's actually point. kind of funny. Like, I love it. We lie about being older when we're under, well, let's be honest. It's usually has to do with drinking mm-hmm. um, right. <laughs> under that age. And then as we get older, I feel like the consensus is most women lie and say they're younger. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that maybe that happened. Maybe, maybe it happens at 40. I don't know. <laughs> it's happening. Shoot. You guys will have to tell me in a few years when you get to 40. <laughs> uh, it's just funny. I'll just forget. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's maybe bad. Exactly. <laughs> just do math. I'm like, uh... I think that is a very common thing, even with my, both my parents. Like, okay. Yeah. I was born in, 1960 <laughs> and then you do the math yes that's awesome uh hey kelly why don't you go why don't you ask one of the questions that you sent me to myself yeah okay perfect let's see uh... What are you looking forward to the most as you age? I think we've already answered this. I have not on this episode, but uh, for me, I think collecting more experiences as I age feels like the most natural answer. So like I was just having this conversation with someone uh, naturally last week since I had another birthday and um someone had asked me, Hey, is this a big birthday this year? And and you know that they always imply that it's like some big milestone mile marker birthday. And I was like, ah, 39 is pretty big, I guess. And so uh, it got me thinking though, like every decade has gotten better. Um, I agree. You know, your twenties would for everybody, it's a little bit different for me. It was like figuring out what the hell I'm doing and healing all these old patterns and all this stuff. 30s was like profound life transformations, all the things that I could see coming, all the things I couldn't see coming, all of that wrapped up into a decade. And so I'm kind of at this point now where I'm like, gosh, like every decade seems to teach me something new. It seems to bring about new experiences, some awful and some like really, really incredible. And so I'm choosing to like go along with this belief that every decade gets better. And so Um, I'm going to remind myself of that. And I'm going to have you guys hold me accountable to that when I turn 40 next year, (laughs) that I'm looking forward to each decade and the wisdom and the experience that it'll bring. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I agree. I know. I keep expecting things to not be good because you get that language of like, oh, when you're 30, everything falls apart. Oh, you're 40 now. Oh, you're, you know, and I'm just like waiting. (laughs) I'm just waiting. It turns out you can avoid a lot of the things, especially like the physical things, which I think is what most people speak to. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. the physical stuff, but a lot of that happens because you stop moving. Mm-hmm. I will say the being more hungover is a real thing. <laughs> 
that's maybe the one that I'll like give give the the masses. <laughs> Thinking is really losing its appeal. Yes, really exactly. Is. I think that's okay. All right, Court. <laughs> see you again. I keep getting questions I don't want to answer. <laughs> uh, have you ever felt old? And what in what ways? Mm. Oh God. <laughs> um. <laughs> When you were just saying, like, in your 30s, you didn't feel like everything was falling apart. But I feel like everything did fall apart oh. in my 30s. But it was, like, the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Um, Different. My grandma died. A really a close friend from high school died. Um, and I got, like, a really weird infection in my stomach yeah. or intestines. <laughs> Yeah. Uh my finger bit got bit off by a dog. Uh so yeah. I take it back. <laughs> but oh I'm so yeah, um, yeah, I feel so it. yeah. And I don't know, none of that really like is like old, I guess. Um, except for maybe the physical parts where it's like I was like, oh no, oh, and like now I have to wear a night guard, like because I was grinding my teeth. And I'm like <laughs> I was like what are all the, like, how many things do I need to go to sleep now? I have an eye mask to block out the light. I have ear, I have put in um, ear things. Earplugs? Earplugs. I wear a night <laughs> and I'm like, or whatever they're called, a mouth guard. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, dear God, how many things am I going to, like, when I was in my 20s, I didn't need all these things to go to sleep and I need all these things now. So I think going to sleep is like a thing that makes me feel mm -hmm. like I'm starting to get older. It's like mm -hmm. harder to, or like there's a routine mm -hmm. yeah. that needs to happen. Whereas in your twenties, like self care. That's that's like, what I, think. I could sleep in any bed. I could sleep on any pillow. And I'm like, now on river trips, I got to take my pillow from home. And <laughs> it's goofy as hell, but I respect, totally yeah. respect yeah. it. And I can't just sleep in any bed. And so, yeah, that's, I guess, but I ha I have felt old in my yeah. life. Yeah. Oh, but speaking also to all that other stuff, like that's part of getting older. Mm -hmm. So I mean, unfortunately, right? As we yes, age, people yeah. around us age, and we start to lose people. Um, yeah. So that stuff's real too, right? Mm -hmm. I feel for you. I definitely feel for you. And we're not that old. No, I was going to say, so the question was what has made you feel old, right? Yes. I feel this way, not often, but with enough frequency, like in my work life, um, when I learn the ages of people that are a lot younger than me and they are in a way that I feel is much more advanced in some magical, mystical track that I've made up in my mind. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe they maybe they make more money than me. Maybe they're more advanced in their career than me. Maybe they just have a lot more shit figured out than me. And I think I just, it's just an ongoing um, exercise in like remembering all of the things that, all of the good things that I've done in my life that have nothing to do with work. Yeah. And I have to, I think it's kind of like a mental game that I have to play myself like, okay, no one's a superhero, right? Like maybe this person hasn't, you know, been to all seven continents or yeah. maybe they've never worked in a mountain town for a summer or like things like that. So I have to, I have to 
constantly temper that and be like, I know that I know objectively and what I would tell to any dear friend, like, don't compare yourself in that way. But of course it's always hard to mm-hmm. take oh, your own so advice. much harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I feel like we can all relate to that. Absolutely. That's what's so interesting about this conversation and this question specifically, right? Is like society wants us to compare and compete as we age. And I know that we feel that, especially as women, um, men do too, probably in different ways, but like, I just find it fascinating that it's this sort of unspoken competition that's created like, oh, this younger person came in and got this title and like, oh, now I feel like shit (laughs) or like this person started a family before me. So like I'm off track, like they've set these milestone markers for us that we're supposed to attain X, Y, Z by a certain age. And like, I don't know, like I'm ready to rewrite that shit. Like I am not buying into it anymore. It's just, um, it's not serving us as we age. Like we get to set our own rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's part of like what Chantel said initially of just let's carry less and less. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not only what people think, but like what other people are doing. Yeah. But man, it's a constant struggle. That is yep. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's Chantel's turn again. Next question. How does the media uh, mainstream affect your feelings in aging as a woman? Has it changed over the years? Um, I mean, has it changed over the years? Absolutely. I feel like I wasn't on social media as much. But then again, I think about like we had magazines. I'm thinking about all of these like, like, uh, Instagram influencers and all the ads that I get because the algorithm knows me so well now, like uh, beauty products or mm-hmm. I don't know, cosmopolitan. Yeah. It's all still trying to infiltrate it. But I do, I do think that there's a lot more awareness around the things that we are subscribing to and absorbing. Mm-hmm. Or at least I'm trying to draw more attention to that. Um, so change, I don't think I'm still being influenced to a certain degree, but I try not to. <laughs> I try to be, all we can ever I try to be conscious of what I'm absorbing. I don't know. Yeah, that's all right. You don't have to know. Just there's thought provoking. That's mm. all we're doing. I do remember feeling devastated as a like 14, 15 year old reading 17 magazine and realizing that I didn't look like any mm. of the girls in that magazine. Like it was a uh, you know, ridiculous beauty, st- like it's always, there's always ridiculous beauty standards, no matter what. But like at that time, whenever, I don't know, early two thousands, whatever math, um, it was just like the fashion, the like, like body types that were on all sorts of media were just like, Oh, this doesn't apply to me. So I wonder if in some way I, like had to develop a thicker skin and maybe was able to bypass some of the mm. really, really damaging stuff. Mm. Or maybe it still affected yeah. me just as badly. I don't know. That's an awesome thought though. I'm I'm rewriting my childhood and being like, yeah, yeah. No, I was I was strong and I <laughs> railed against the bad do. media. That's what we do as we age. We rewrite our childhood. That's how we grow. That's how we uh get past mm-hmm. the stuff that holds us back. That's for sure. I like that. 
Me too. Okay. What is the one or two things nobody told you about aging that you wish you'd known? Mental, physical, emotional, etc. If anyone thinks of something, they can jump in while I'm thinking. I mean, I think I told this to Chantel and it's super silly, but like, I didn't know you get white eyebrow hairs. Yeah. I know that sounds so dumb. I didn't know that until this very second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which means you get white hoo-ha hairs too. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. But like when I found my first white eyebrow, which is pretty recently, I was like, what in the hell is that? And Chantel's like, yeah, that happens. And Chantel, the hairdresser who knows that women dye their eyebrows. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a silly thing to, to like wish I would have known, but I think I wish I would have known. Yeah. So I could be looking <laughs> instead of be startled by it. I don't have any yet, but I'm sure I will. I had one in like sophomore year of college. Stress. Was that the year of the tear? Uh, maybe. A really hard class in college. Really hard. hard. Yeah. Or an eyelash. It was one of those. Mm. I've had white eyelashes. Yeah. I think, um, I know it sounds like cliche to keep coming back to it, but just the sense of truly giving fewer fucks than you used to mm-hmm. give and i kind of knew like when you when you watch older people whether it's like my mom post-retirement or mm-hmm. like my grandma my whole life like um they just don't care <laughs> and it used to be that yeah it used yeah. to be mad because i'd be like why don't you you know and i think i now that i maybe have the language for that it's like well you're probably mad because you still care so much mm-hmm. and you wish that you couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- So I think it's not that no one told me, but it's, it's something I've, I had observed and I just did never really internalized it. Yeah. I never really got the idea. You didn't understand it. Yeah. yeah. It's like going to the gym and all the old ladies are butt naked. Yeah. They don't give a shit. And the young people are like all covered up uh-huh. and stuff. I don't know. I, I always notice it. <laughs> Me yeah. too. I like, really love that they too. Don't give it, yeah, they give no like, Oh, I can't wait until I care so little that I'm just going to walk around the locker room naked. That's awesome. <laughs> just having full conversations with their girlfriends. Yeah. 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 It's going to be us, ladies. I can't wait. <laughs> Life goals. Life goals. Life goals for sure. Fully naked conversations. Oh, I like that a lot. All right. It looks like we got about one more round in here. So let's uh, let's do this. Oh boy, I keep picking this one up and putting it back. So I think it's time I answer it. Uh, what scares you or what fears do you have around aging? Um, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit already and it's immobility is my big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as if I really think about like getting older, older, like, you know, in my in my third act, which I believe is 60 to 90. So we are all in our second act right now. Um, I think I were, I get worried and scared about like my friends not being as healthy mm-hmm. yep. and my family going, you know, not existing anymore. Yeah, losing. I worry about that. I worry about that stuff. I get scared about that stuff. 
I also get scared that I'll become a bitter old woman. So I have to keep my friends around me so that doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, that's one of the things that kind of scare me. Yeah. What about you? I think yes. so. I just recently had a grandpa pass who had dementia. And I feel like there's sort of been like a, a bit of that happening in the family. So mm. now I've had a lot of focus on that. And I'm like, oh, I can't like I got to go before that. Yeah. You know, yeah, totally. that scares me. I don't want to, first of all, be a burden to my family because you need so much help. Mm-hmm. And also, I just want to have my wherewithal. Exactly. How can I be the fun, giggly mother willow if I don't have my brain? I'm straight. I think that's a legitimate fear yeah yeah I think losing people is a big one and like not not that people have children for this reason and not that you should have children for this reason but I don't have children and don't plan on having children so it's like who will take care of me in my old age is kind of like on the mind as well mm-hmm. yeah so um and hopefully it will be my friends. <laughs> That's my plan. We're going to pool our resources, hire some, hire some part-time skilled nurses. They'll come and uh, yeah. help us out at our commune property. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, like the physical and mental deterioration. Yeah, um, yeah. understandable. Understandable. Yeah, I... I also i think same to all of those things like having your body go having i am also um afraid of yeah dementia and like not being there and also just like um not i i have not actually feared this until right now because i was trying to think of something different to say that you guys haven't already said but here's another good one to fear um, no, like being, being, um, in the sort of American healthcare fear of death system that we're in and not being able to die when I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually stress about that, but I don't stress about that too much, but every once in a while you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And like, I just lost my dad earlier this year and I think he was, I think he'd been ready for a few years. Mm-hmm. And it just like when the quality's not there, like as a little kid, um, you know, when people I would know tangentially someone died, I'm like, oh, well, they were old. It was their time. And I would it's like, no, they have to stay no matter what. And you don't understand that when you're a kid. But when you as you age, you start to really value quality of life. And as you're getting near your third act or through your third act, you more highly value the importance of the quality and the dignity of life. And like, I'd rather go out on a high note mm-hmm. <laughs> than just kind of linger. Yeah. Um, so I, I hope there's some way that it just all works out when it's, yeah. when it's all our time. Yeah. You need to choose your power of attorney very carefully. Hell to the, yeah. Which is love and death. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a, that's a big one. Um, it, did we, uh, Kelly, did we go through all of your, questions that you had sent I'm trying to remember I think so yeah um yeah okay well I'm gonna have um I'm going to ask actually 
instead of going round again, I'm going to ask two questions and then we're going to do a little rapid fire and close it out. Okay. Does that sound good to you, Kelly? Love it. Let's do it. Cool. Cool. I, this is what I'm really, I'm kind of being selfish by asking it <laughs> because I'm so curious and, and you, maybe you don't, but uh, the question is, how do you talk about aging with your partner? And if not, why not? I feel like we talk a lot about the physical aches and pains. Mm. And then I, I do also feel like there's a vain aspect where we're like, where'd this wrinkle come from? <laughs> this one came from our son. This one came from my daughter. Uh, things like that. Because we, you know, you just gradually notice your body changing mm-hmm. and your body feels different. Nick, my husband rolled out of bed the other day and tweaked it. Oh no. And that's so sad that mm-hmm. that happens. Now. Right. So things like that. Yeah. It makes me think having to answer this question that we should be talking way more positively about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> yeah. I think we, we don't talk uh, explicitly about it a lot, but, um, similar to Nick, my partner ha- is like, you know, he has like genetically a bad knee and is finding that he can't do a lot of the things he loves anymore. And so that's one of his things as he gets older, like he, um, so for some context, a lot of these ladies know each other from the uh, running community and he was a big runner and he can't do that now. So he's, he's finding um, the necessity to kind of change his identity a little bit. And like, he gets his wiggles out in a different way. He's someone that really needs to like run off his energy or he gets antsy. Um, and he's had to figure out different sports he can do. And um, that hasn't really happened to me as much yet. But um, I do think about when I think about aging with my partner, I'm trying to like, sometimes we'll see like the other day we were at a campground and we saw this um silver haired couple they both have like awesome long silver hair and they were they were making coffee on their raft trailer and they were like probably in their 60s on the way to like a one boat cool multi-day river trip so I think about all those things like what when I see older people out doing cool shit that's what I aspire to Mm -hmm. and it's you can you can totally do those things alone and it's also easier with either your romantic partner or with um, a group of awesome friends mm-hmm. to just like grow together, do everything we can do for as long as we can do it. Yeah, that's funny because my next question was, how do you envision your golden years? And I mean that by like your third act, like 60 to 90. And Corey, if you want to add to like how you talk to your partner about aging, you can, but that's just, that was just such a gorgeous transition. And I swear I did not cue her up. <laughs> I got nothing to add. I get so to piggyback off that, I was just thinking we do talk a lot about the future in terms of travel, travel mm-hmm. and uh experiences like that. Like what we want to do with the kids, where we want to go. We've talked multiple times about our golden years being mm-hmm. spent like one month in a different spot awesome. and just bouncing around in retirement and never settling. And that's sweet. That's just what we do. I love that. Um but like we're going on this big trip next year we're going to be abroad for a year and that was one of those like if we didn't do it we would regret it 
So I feel like we lean into that quite a bit. Like, Mm -hmm. is this an experience that we think would really add a lot of color to our life? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is yes, okay, why are we not doing it yet? Yeah. What are we doing? So true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel, I feel like when I think about those, that third act, I hope that I'm not too stiff. I hope I have all my original joints and bones. <laughs> and if so, uh, yeah, the more time spent with my people and in nature, the better. So hopefully I'm working for myself or just projecting in those years or just living on a commune. Kelly, that's a kind of our like overall plan. The group of people is like to have some sort of commune where we just live and exist and, you know, my nieces and nephews, some other people's nieces and nephews come and take care of us. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm into it. I'm going to come visit for sure. Indeed. <laughs> uh, all right. We ready for some rapid fire? Let's do it. Courtney got really quiet. She's nervous. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> all right. Um, this has been a really fun conversation. I'm happy to have discussed these things with everyone. This is just a fun rapid fire. Don't worry. There's no like right or wrong answer. Um, it's the, an- there's two answers actually. And you just have to, cho- every time I say a word, oh. you have to choose which one. So it, the choices are I'm cool with it or I'm terrified. And there's not that many. There's like eight. I think okay. my answer is I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I pre-fill in all the boxes. <laughs> so uh, Kelly, you, you holler out too. Okay. All right, rapid fire. I'm cool with it or I'm terrified. Just say it, say it as soon as you hear it. Menopause. Cool with, cool it. with it. Terrified. Terrified. Unsure. My mom's was really easy. I fucked this up. because <laughs> I did <laughs> great. There was a split vote and then a, a very waffly vote. I'm you were curi- the tiebreaker. I'm curious about it. My mom's was really mm-hmm. easy. Anyway, that's awesome. Rapid fire. Hey, no, that's great. Uh, gray hair down there. Oh, I'm cool, cool with it. it. Cool with it. We gotta be cool with it. Yep. I guess cool with it. She peer pressured into it. Yeah, right. for sure. Uh cool with it or terrified. Uh your partner's retirement. Cool, cool with it. it. Yeah. Your retirement. Cool Very cool with it. <laughs> All right, we'll get a little uh here, a little more real here. Uh wrinkles. Yeah. Cool. Is okay with it an option, Dries? That's a pretty good option. I think I'm okay with it also. As in, like, I'm gonna do some things to mitigate it, but it is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrified feels too strong. Yeah. But I'm I can't really be honest and say that I'm cool. With yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> Very indefinite. The indefinite fire is really at a nail pace. <laughs> okay, speaking of slowing down. Cool with it, because I'm already pretty terrified. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I got to mix it up and put a terrified in here. I'm a terrified. It's okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. 
I'm definitely think- terrified. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's define what does slowing down mean? Slowing down, I'm what I'm talking Body. to is like you're required to slow down because oh, you can't I'm thinking necessarily like, do the things you want to do. I don't have to do so. Oh, okay. I like, like that. Because I'm playing like, that too. Yeah, I'm not required to go to work mm-hmm. anymore. Or mm-hmm. I'm not required to do I don't know. So does your 30 to 60 year old requirement. (laughs) So does your answer change when I say it's uh, what I meant by that was like physically not being able to do the, like Uh, slowing down. Yeah. Not, not as cool with it. Okay. I like that. Not as cool (laughs) with it. All right. And finally, I hope I know the answer to this from everyone. Not giving a shit. Cool with it. So cool. Uh, I think that's it, but uh, what a fun episode. Thank you ladies so much for coming on. I'm so honored to be included in the wine night tonight and to have it be a a fun take on our show. So thank you ladies for coming on and jumping in the deep end a little bit with us. Absolutely. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, thank you. That was a blast. Well, that'll do it for today, everybody. Thanks for tuning back in. We're super stoked to be back for season two and to have had Dreesha's Wine Night Ladies on for this first episode. Um, in the meantime, age like you mean Perfect. <laughs> Cheers. If you'd like to reach us, please email at yfmapod at gmail.com. That's Y-F-M-A-P-O-D at gmail.